go. It's another big week in the NFL for the Buffalo Bills. This is the Bills Wire podcast, powered by USA Today Sports. Now, here's your host, Ryan O'Leary, and Bills Wire editor, Nick Woten. Welcome into the Bills Wire podcast. We appreciate you all jumping aboard. And Nick, the Bills have won three straight. They've given up a total of 21 points in those three games. And I think they're getting their next opponent, the Chiefs, at the perfect time. I don't want to spend a ton of time on the Houston Texans, Davis Bills, that rookie quarter. I mean, the Texans are terrible. The Bills crushed them 40 to nothing. Now, I want to talk about the next opponent, the Chiefs, because we haven't had a big game, quote unquote, in a long while, probably since week one with the Steelers. And this qualifies, right? Bills at Chiefs, Sunday night football. Like, let's freaking go. Who, who, who wouldn't be, Ryan? I mean, this is, uh, if you like football, you know these are two high-flying offenses. At bare minimum, baseline, you're ex- who isn't excited? Like, you know, back in the day when it was when it was Brady versus uh, Peyton Manning, you know, you were like, yep. something good's going to happen. And I, I was in Buffalo, and I didn't care, really, who won the game. Of course, I was maybe a little biased and was like, come on, Peyton. But, uh, you know, it, it wasn't the end of my day if Brady won. I was like, you know, this is going to be a hell of a game. And I think just to the regular, average, everyday football fan, this is going to be a hell of a Sunday night game. If it wasn't for last week, it probably would have been a lot more talked about, uh, you know, just because of the festivities of last weekend's games with Mr. Brady, as I mentioned, uh, as we already talked about. Yeah, um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, this is this is a massive game. Both both teams want to win for their own individual reasons. Uh, big reasons. The Chiefs, their current record, the Bills for the we can't beat these guys mantra and yeah, let's go. It's going to be sorry, sorry, Davis Mills, but uh, <laughs> we have better things to talk about. Yeah, right we're now. <laughs> a little more geeked up about Patrick Mahomes, and yeah, we're not going to spend a ton of time on that Houston team. And you know, my big question coming into this game is: um, Are the Bills getting the Chiefs at the perfect time? Right? Because we look at how the Bills are playing, and they've shut out two teams now, Nick, in three games, and they're the first team since the millennium. It was the Baltimore Ravens and that ridiculous defense they had. Two shutouts of your first four games. No team has done that uh, since the year 2000. It's now the year 2021, right? Yeah, I have that right. So 21 years. <laughs> that doesn't happen. You just don't shut teams out anymore. The Bills have done it twice now. Again, we're not playing these great uh, offenses and great quarterbacks, but the Bills rank first in most major defensive categories, including points. They're only letting up 11 points per game, yards allowed per game. They're number one. And you're going up against a Chiefs team that is the opposite on the defensive side of the football. We talked about it a little bit last week. 31st in the league in points allowed, 31st in the league in yards allowed. So literally the opposite end of the spectrum with the Chiefs. They just beat the Eagles like 40-something to 30, right? And this is how the Chiefs are trying to win games. They're giving up 30 to everybody, including Jalen Hurts and the freaking Eagles. So I think the Bills might be getting the Chiefs at the perfect time. The Chiefs, they were terrible on defense last year, especially in the red zone. They're not getting any better. The Bills look like they're awesome on defense. They're certainly joining some elite company for this run they're on. My question to you, Nick, is are they really joining elite company or are they just benefiting from playing Ben Roethlisberger, Taylor Heineke, Jacoby Brissett, and Davis Mills in their first four games? Like, If you're any non-biased football fan, I mean... Come on, it's three backup quarterbacks that the Bills have just beaten, right? <laughs> I mean, right, right. Th- three straight up. They started the year not at their number one guys. And Big uh, Ben and might as well be. <laughs> and Big Ben might as well be. And they didn't even beat them. So, you know, true, it's, true. Uh, 
it's uh, you know, but they had a, the defense. To your point, Ryan, had a great game in Week One. It really was kind of the the offense couldn't keep up, and they got that special teams touchdown as well. Uh, the Steelers. It's just this defense. I I definitely think that they have more to prove for sure. But I mean, this is no slight against the Bills. I don't think they don't control who they're playing, and they're they're demolishing them. This isn't the Broncos who started three and zero against who the. Jets, Giants, and I think Jaguars, right? I mean, you know, the, the Bills started against some poor teams. But the Bills dominated those poor teams. I put them number one in my power rankings this week. And, Ryan, you know that I had to swallow some Dan Pride doing that. Sure. <laughs> Me putting the Bills as number one on my power rankings. Yes, yes. As, as much as I have to, you know, dig through the cracks and everything like that. But uh, it's just, what do you say about a team that, okay, you're supposed to win these games, but you dominate them. And to your point, getting the Chiefs at the right time, yeah, I think this is it. And I think that that Eagles game is an, uh, even a perfect you know, feather in the cap of that argument because, okay, the, the Chiefs, they need to, to win this game still, even if they didn't, weren't in dire strengths to, to want to win last week. Uh, they're still going to come out and give their all and want to beat the Bills. They know the Bills are one of the top foes in the AFC. And regardless of if they're 0-4, 2-2, or 4-0, they're going to want to beat the Bills, right? But they took on a lot of anger on the Eagles last week. So I will say that in my mind, I think that that is a good thing as the Bills. You know, sometimes a team needs a bounce back game and five touchdowns from Patrick Mahomes is a pretty, pretty, pretty telling sign that they really wanted a bounce back game. But again, I mean, speaking of my power rankings, because, you know, at Touchdown Wire, you know, they're the perfect ones. Um, actually, we did really well in our power rankings this week, Ryan. Almost every single team except the Rams in our power rank top, top 10 won last week. That's how perfect my top 10 was. Anyways. Um, but, but, shameless uh, plug. Shameless plug. Shameless plug. But I still have the Chiefs as maybe like 9 or 10 area because the defense, I, the red zone defense might be worse than that was before. How did it get worse? Uh, yeah, they, they didn't. They didn't <laughs> fix their their number one problem, and it's baffling. The Chiefs are their fringe top ten team right now. If you're doing a power rankings, Nick, and if I'm doing one, I think I take the Bills and I put them number one because, yeah, I know they're three and one, and the Cardinals are four and zero. Oh, but I just feel like offense, defense, special teams, the Bills are by far the most complete team right now. Uh, the Cardinals. That was a pretty good win against the Rams. Uh, that was certainly impressive. But I think the Bills would be number one, Cardinals a close second, and then take your pick with the next NFC team, right? Right, Like Rams, Packers, Bucks. you could take your pick, whoever you want to put you know, after the Cardinals there. But then you go down the list a little bit, and it's the Kansas City Chiefs down there. Uh, so I don't know how much I believe this Kansas City Chiefs team is as good as we've seen the past couple of years. They still don't have much outside of Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill on offense, and their defense is, like you just said, it sucks. It's terrible. So, oh man, I'm just really looking forward to this test for the Bills because, as you said, the Chiefs are a monkey. They need to get off their back. I think the floor for the Bills in this game is like 40 points, Nick. You know what I mean? Like, I expect them to score a ton of points. I expect the Chiefs to score as well, but I think the Bills have a better chance to slow down the Chiefs than vice versa. So, huge game, huge moment. It's so early in the season. But I'm looking at this matchup, and I just I love the Bills, and that should give me pause, right? I'm so confident that the Bills are going to go into this game against the Chiefs and knock them out in Kansas City, and all hell will probably break loose on Sunday night. But uh, yeah, I, I just feel really good about this matchup for some reason. I think the Chiefs are gettable, and I think the Bills are going to prove it that they're the they're the team in the AFC. I, I mean, I, this time is as good as any. Uh, I think is is the way to put it, really, Ryan. I mean, last year. I jumped on the Chiefs Wire podcast earlier and I, I spoke to them and, and said the question was, 
Bills let the AFC title game get away. And it was close for a little bit early, but honestly, my feeling from the Bills and Chiefs last year, the Chiefs were a better team. That's simply what I thought it was. The Chiefs were a better team, and then they got exposed after losing their offensive linemen just before the Super Bowl facing the Bills, but their offensive, they already were, you know, the Bills were already in a bad spot there last year. And um, Yeah, but I think last year uh, the Chiefs were the better team, and I think this year this is the Bills' best opportunity to date and be in the, you know, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, uh, head-to-head in the Tom Brady, Peyton Manning-esque type of way. Uh, I think this is the Bills' best shot to date to prove that they are the better team. And, I mean, their defense, if even we're going to say, Ryan, their defense, the one thing we can say is, okay, they're played three backup quarterbacks. Well, the one thing we can't take from them or we can't argue is these guys are super confident right now in what they're doing and why the heck wouldn't they be? It's going to be fun. Number one in power rankings. Number one, Buffalo Bills. How does that make you feel, Bills Mafia? Probably not so good, right? (laughs) I don't think they're going to like it. It makes me feel confused. No, we're used used to playing the underdog (laughs) card, and I just don't. That's kind of where I'm at. I don't think you, you can play it anymore. I think the Bills are the best team, the most complete team, and now they got to go prove it. And Sunday night's... uh where you do that. That's This is the time. The time is right now. So we're going to continue talking about this matchup here. Coming up next, our friend Corey Bonini from TheHuddle.com has his fantasy plays of the week. And there's a Buffalo Bills player, Nick, that's kind of hot right now, available in probably around half of fantasy leagues, probably not for long. I want to talk about that player. We'll do it coming up next. This is the Typical Sportsbook Fantasy Minute. Let's make this interesting. Interesting. Hello, Fantasy Faithful. Welcome to Week 5 of the Fantasy Football Season. I'm Corey Benini of TheHuddle.com, here to bring you strong play. Minnesota Vikings quarterback Kirk Cousins versus the Detroit Lions. While statistically this actually ranks as just the 20th best matchup for quarterbacks, much of that is due to facing San Francisco and Chicago. Detroit gave up over 24 fantasy points to Lamar Jackson and Aaron Rodgers, and Cousins should benefit from a healthier Dalvin Cook to keep the defense focused off of the passing attack. Also working in his favor, Detroit lost arguably its best pass rusher this past week, and Kirk Cousins has gone for three touchdowns or more in three of his last four games versus the Lions. Atlanta Falcons running back Mike Davis versus the New York Jets. Cordero Patterson has received all of the hype, and rightfully so, but Davis has managed to remain a weekly play. It hasn't been pretty, and he hasn't been explosive. But what better time to bring in a Jets defense that has given up 111.8 rushing yards per game, that's the seventh most, eight catches, the second most, and 72 yards to the air, also the second most, to the running back position. One in every 22.2 touches by RBs have made it into the end zone. Miami Dolphins wide receiver Jalen Waddle at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We could see tons of short passes to Waddle against Tampa Bay if the Buccaneers can pressure Jacoby Brissett heavily. Last week we saw signs of the Buccaneers pass rush coming to life. In week four, Waddle saw only four targets, but he had 12 passes come his way the prior week against a very capable Las Vegas pass rush. More pressure could equal shorter passes to get the ball out of the hands faster for Jacoby Brissett. No Will Fuller also means more work for Jalen Waddle. Despite all of Tampa's injuries in the secondary, the existing personnel actually matches up fairly well with the wide receivers from Miami. Look for Waddle to be used as a quasi-running back in this game. Cincinnati Bengals tight end C.J. Ozoma against the Green Bay Packers. He was a two-touchdown performer last week and has only a minor role, but he gets a chance to show it wasn't a fluke against a defense that has allowed averages of over six catches a game, 56 yards per game, and a touchdown every eight and a quarter catches to the position. This is the number seven overall matchup in PPR, number eight in standard scoring, and Green Bay's secondary and linebacking core will really be scraping at the bottom of the barrel to provide adequate depth after several injuries in both layers. While there's a lot of fluidity about the personnel situation, what is static? Green Bay stinks at guarding tight ends. For more fantasy football news, tips, and advice, please check out the award-winning huddle.com. 
That was your typical sportsbook fantasy minute. Win your fantasy football league with the huddle.com and use them to dominate player prop bets at typical sportsbook. For a limited time, new typical sportsbook users in Colorado and New Jersey from this podcast will enjoy a special welcome bonus. Get your bonus today at usatodaybet.com slash podcast. That's usatodaybet.com slash podcast. See typico.com for terms and conditions. 21 plus only gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado. Welcome back to the show. Go find us wherever you get your podcasts and hit that subscribe button. We really appreciate that. Tell a friend, leave a review. Uh, Nick, is it time to believe in Dawson Knox, the fantasy football player? Now, he's available in around 50% of leagues right now. He's not available in the league I play in. That's a 14-team league. But I imagine he's available in a lot of 12-team leagues. And he's going to be a hot waiver ad this week after scoring twice against Houston. He's now scored in three consecutive games. And uh, Josh Allen targeted him a season high eight times against Houston. And with tight ends being as bad as they are in fantasy, I just feel like if a guy like Dawson Knox, you know, he's actually getting some volume. I think he's a must add this week and I'm starting him along with all my Buffalo Bills. And that includes Gabe Davis, Devin Singletary, Manny Sanders, every single Bills player you got. You're starting him against this terrible Chiefs team. But Dawson Knox, especially if he's available, you got to pick him up at this point, right? Here's the thing is we, we've mentioned it before, Ryan, that, you know, in certain leagues that you're in, your friends are going to take like the hometown players. So like after week one, when he scored, uh, he got scooped up really quickly in <laughs> yeah. some of my in leagues. Bill's leagues. Sure. Yeah. But by now it's like, you got to pick him up if you haven't. Right. I mean, he's, he can't stop scoring uh, for one. Uh, and for two, uh, he's out of all the bills playmakers. Now this is a little bit skewed because the bills are taking out some starters uh, the last couple weeks, both on offense and defense and things get out of hand. Of course, they're not doing it quick enough for Jordan Poyer not to get injured, but you know, it's a story for another day. Yep. Um, but it, Dawson Knox, even, even in closer games, I mean, they are, they're playing him. He's getting the amount of snaps up there with Stefan Diggs and Emmanuel Sanders. I mean, they didn't really keep more than two tight ends, true two tight ends on their roster. The other one is Tommy Sweeney. The third is Reggie Gilliam. If anyone gets hurt, he's going to hop in and play some tight end. I mean, Dawson Knox is out there a lot. They're getting him out out there a lot, and that's a huge thing for fantasy football, right? Of course, the tight end, it's not quite like a wide receiver where almost on every play, they're going to be at least going out there and running around. There's sometimes on pass plays where a tight end will stay in and block. Of course, on running plays, they're going to stay in and block. So, But snap down counts, I feel, is always pretty indicative of of fantasy football, you know, not success, but opportunity at least. And Dawson Knox is getting the points, and it's not just a fluke. Like, he's going in there as some red zone target. He's out there a lot. Yeah. Uh, his yardage isn't exactly there, so that makes me a little bit concerned. I think I've seen he's getting like 30-something yards a game. But, I mean, how are you going to argue with the scoring the guy's doing right now? That's so true. Like, every other team has two tight ends that they use, right? Like, look around the league. They all have two tight ends. The Bills have one. It's Dawson Knox. He's the tight end. And, uh, you know, is is Josh Allen starting to utilize the tight end more, Nick? Or is he still going to run this offense through his receivers? And is he just throwing to Dawson Knox because he's wide open? It's a good question, uh, honestly, Ryan. I, I mean, clearly the two are starting to build, build some trust, right? So I think even if you can argue, even if, per se, he's not getting more targets, he's A, at least building this trust, so it's only going to go up from here, I think, in that respect. And and B, we haven't seen those drops from him this year, which is another massive thing. For a guy that only gets a limited yardage, kind of in the fantasy football respect, you at least want to get something out of him, right? I mean, you want to get 
I mean, the difference between Dawson Knox and like last week, I think he had like 30 something yards maybe last week or something. I can't remember. That might, that might be wrong, but I mean, he had, he had uh, one score that was longer than the other. I mean, if he, if he even doesn't score that game, at least he's picking up some yardage. <laughs> he's getting you something. Wasn't like that Cole Beasley guy last week for me, which maybe maybe we'll talk about. He only had two catches last week. I, I went against my better judgment and kept him in. And I'm not saying that for anything off the field, as you know, we know what, what goes on with Cole Beasley. But, yeah, I, I, I told myself not to start him in fantasy. And I was like, oh, no, take out – leave Cole in because the second you take him out, that's when he's going to score three touchdowns. Yeah. And he's still only – he still only hit two catches in 16 yards, so I, I know that I know that yardage is right because I was pissed off at myself. For <laughs> well, Dawson Knox is stealing his red zone targets. Here we go. You I, know, I know, I know, I, it's killing me. Again, I'm starting all the all my bills, including Cole Beasley. Even though he's going through um, a thing right now, Cole Beasley is. I guess I guess he's been going through a thing since the summer. Uh, Nick, he's kind of being a big baby, They're challenging Bills fans on social media. Uh, that just doesn't seem like a great idea, you know. But this is an interesting little back and forth, right? Beasley mad at the fans for booing him. A lot of the fans responding to him on Twitter, being like, "We're not booing you. We're going Beasley." You know what I mean? So, like, what what's going on here? Why has Cole Beasley decided now he wants to take on Bills fans on Twitter? I know this doesn't make for good content, but I don't know what's going on here, Ryan. Like, who cares if you're if this is happening? Because that's my take. Who cares? It's like, yeah. are you not are you not an adult? I mean. I get somebody yelling at me on Twitter like every single day, and I'm just Joe Schmo making way less money than uh, Cole Beasley being way less famous. Some guy I, you know, put uh, he instead of the in a one story out of the nine I write a day, and I'm like the biggest jerk on earth. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, well, why do you follow me on Twitter then if you hate me? Like, but you don't see me going on and on and on and I don't know. It's Only just, on your podcast. But, only on my podcast when I'm talking to you, like nobody else can hear this, but a lot of other people can hear this. Um, but I get it too. Sometimes, you know, you think with, with, you know, uh, athletes are, are held on a pedestal, uh, uh, uh high by some people. And then kind of, when that abruptly goes away and Cole's kind of in a unique position where it abruptly kind of goes away a little bit when he's still, you know, in his prime. I mean, he's still a very good slot wide receiver. I was only kidding about the two catches. Not really. I was actually upset about that, but uh, he had some other good games for me though in fantasy football and he's still in his prime and I can understand that, but it's like, come on guy. Like just think if you don't say anything, if he doesn't say anything about this, that just starts stacking more and more days in between the last time he said something that kind of triggered certain people. Even if he doesn't agree with the people that he's quote people he's quote unquote triggering, it's like, come on, man. Just the farther you put away from it, especially the world we live in nowadays, everything is old in like an hour. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm learning about dog the bounty hunters every move nowadays when I go on Twitter, which is just the unreal 2021 world that we <laughs> live in now, Ryan. Sure. And exactly. just like. Just like man, just just cut it, just cut it, just just let it go. Just just someone in Cole's life, just be like, brother, like, go in your phone, change my number to Twitter, and when you got something to say, just like text me it, and I'll <laughs> let you know if this is a good idea. Because man, and if somebody tries to make an app or a service out of that, I 100% expect a kickback. <laughs> that wasn't my worst idea. I will say that. No, I like to take get off the internet, Cole Beasley. Get off the <laughs> yeah. internet. Um, it's just not. It's just not helpful. This, the Bills have a Super Bowl. And team adding right to now. the questionable, and adding the questionable levels, Ryan. I apologize for jumping. Yeah, you're adding good. the adding to the questionable levels is not only you're right. They're playing the biggest game of the year, a Super Bowl, hopefully bound team or close there to it. I'm sure your coaches don't want to hear this crap. 
I don't want to hear it because I got to write about it, exactly. let alone the, the coach. And 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 as well, it's just like like you said you were gonna stop, and you continue to not stop. <laughs> like, am I? I'm sometimes it's like like uh, what's the Ben Stiller movie uh, where he's the, the him and Owen Wilson are the the male models? Zoolander. I guess answer my question. I'm, I feel like I'm Mugatsu, and I'm like, am I taking crazy pills? I'm like <laughs> you just said nine times you're gonna stop, and you. Legitimately, never do, Cole. Like, come on, like you can't stop. And the Bills have won three straight. They're dominating. We're going into the Chiefs game, and he's talking about fans booing him and yelling about the vaccine. It's like, no, this is not what we want to be talking about, Cole. We want to be talking about the freaking Chiefs and how you're going to torch them. Uh, this coming, it's, it's like it's like Grandpa Simpson gif where he walks in and walks right out. It's like that was me waking up to Monday morning Bills Twitter, <laughs> where it was like well, looking at the arguments between boos and bees. I was like, I'm good on work today. Yeah. I was like, you know, I'll, yeah. I'll work. I'll work. I'll work more tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> I'm done yeah. with this. <laughs> it's painful, but hey, even if I'm at the stadium, Nick booing Beasley. Uh, because he's a pain in the ass and won't get off the internet and shut up. Um, I'm yeah. still starting Beasley in my fantasy lineup. I, all the Bills. I'm starting all of them. Gabe Davis, yeah. Dawson Knox, Cole Beasley. Starting all of you. Gets the Chiefs because I think this is going to be a fun, high-scoring affair. And I think the Bills have a great chance to win it straight up. So that means there could be some value because the Bills are underdogs going against what I think might be an inferior Chiefs team. So Nick and I are going to pull up the uh, typical sportsbook app. Look at the lines. Make a pick. We'll do it coming up next. This is the Typical Sportsbook Minute. Let's make this interesting. Hello, I'm Esther McLaren of Bet7 Podcast and SportsbookWire.com. Here with my colleague, Jeff Clark, to break down the Week 5 Sunday night football matchup between the Buffalo Bills and Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs are two-and-a-half-point home favorites, minus 122 odds. The Bills, plus 2.5, minus 102 I'm really on the Chiefs here. They've had the much tougher schedule of the Bills. I think the Bills might be a little bit too used to playing cupcake opponents. And the Chiefs handled the Bills twice last season, including the AFC Championship game. This is a very manageable number for them. They're in the thick, or they're in the bottom of the AFC West. They need to start piling up the wins. The Bills are in cruise control atop the AFC East. Give me Kansas City. Jeff? Yeah, I'm going with the Buffalo Bills plus two and a half. Speaking of cupcake schedules, the Bills definitely play a cupcake schedule, but I don't think they're going to play an easier defense all season. The Kansas City Chiefs, they have more balance. They're better on both sides of the ball. Uh, They got a higher EPA differential, and I'm going to go with the Bills plus two and a half. And might even sprinkle a little bit on the dog's money line here. That was your typical sportsbook fantasy minute. Win your fantasy football league with the huddle.com and use them to dominate player prop bets at typical sportsbook. For a limited time, new typical sportsbook users in Colorado and New Jersey from this podcast will enjoy a special welcome bonus. Get your bonus today at usatodaybet.com slash podcast. That's usatodaybet.com slash podcast. See typical.com for terms and conditions. 21 plus only gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey. one 800 522 Four seven zero zero in Colorado. All right, Nick, pulling out the typical sportsbook app, the Bills are two and a half point underdogs at Kansas City. And I'm here to back the Bills. I'm taking the points. I'm looking at the money line. And you know what bet I really love? The total. 56 and a half. Over, over, over. Anything under 60, I think is an automatic bet for me. The Chiefs are giving up, as we talked about, a touchdown on 79% of their defensive red zone trips. 79%. They were terrible in the red area last year. They've done nothing to get better. And the Bills had seven red zone trips 
in the Houston game alone. So I've got Buffalo scoring 30 points in its sleep in this game. I think that's the floor. I think they can easily get into the 40s or 50s. I think the Chiefs could get up around 30 easily. So I'm not going to overthink this. It's Allen versus Mahomes. And like I said, I like the Bills all the way around. I like the money line. I like the points. But I think the bet I like the most is the over 56 and a half. What do you think about that line? Over, over. I, I mean, that's it's kind of odd saying that level of an over seems like a lock, right? I mean, look at these two teams. I mean, they, these guys are both going to want to show out by these guys, of course. I mean, Mahomes and Allen. <laughs> it's going to. I mean, it's going to be a fun game. Like I kind of said at the top, yeah. It's like I like I said at the top, even like the average football fan is going to be pumped as hell to watch Sunday night football this week. And you don't have to be from Buffalo or from Kansas City or from wherever, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be it's going to be I think fireworks. Yeah, fireworks is a great is a great way. I mean, the Bills got so many weapons. The Chiefs somehow still again. It's like how many times are they going to add like random weapons in the middle of the season? They might have freaking Josh Gordon lining up for them now right, too. Right, right, right. He might play this game. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, so it's like oh, okay. So the rich again are getting richer on the offensive side of the ball, where they are already exploding. I will say yeah. this though: we saw Richard Sherman last night for the uh, for the Bucks. He did not look good. I think the Patriots' game plan was target. Richard Sherman, whoever he's playing, he hasn't played football in a while, and it showed. So I don't know. How great is Josh Gordon going to be? How dangerous is he going to be? We'll see. I'm not taking it. I'm not buying the Chiefs in this game, Nick. I just don't think they're playing good football right now. That could change. They could easily be back in the Super Bowl this year. I wouldn't be a surprise at all. Patrick Mahomes is amazing. I'm just wondering, like, how long can Patrick Mahomes put lipstick on the pig? You know what I mean? How, how long can he cover, cover for this team that gives up 30 points a game? Like, easily. To the freaking Eagles. 30 points and the bills are underdogs in Kansas city. I I don't, I don't get it. So the bills are two and a half point dogs. Usually they give the home team three points, right? That's to pick them. So there's, so this this line tells you that the bills are only a half point better than the chiefs. I'm just not buying that. I'm just not buying it. I think they're, I think they're a better team than the chiefs, you know, by a decent margin right now, because I just think they're getting the chiefs at the perfect time. So I'm looking at the money line on Tipico plus plus one twenty. I'm looking at the, uh, the spread plus two and a half. I'm taking the points. I think Buffalo is the best team right now. I'm all in on the Bills, which means, Nick, just like last Sunday night when the Bucks let me down, beat my Patriots only by two, did not cover, and cost me some money. The Bills are screwed because I'm going all in on the Bills. I'm very, very confident. Money line, spread, give it all to me. I, I love the Bills. Yeah, I, you know, it's, it's tough for me because I'll bet the Bills usually as part of like parlay or something yeah. when like, like five team know. parlay <laughs> like, yeah when like i know they're gonna win like i mean i had a four team quote-unquote parlay last week that lost got you know again another classic movie reference uh what's it uh, billy madison or whatever or <laughs> the goddamn jets <laughs> oh no that's big daddy that's big, big daddy, daddy. <laughs> pardon pardon so, sorry wrong old adam sandler uh, uh flick uh but uh Big Daddy, the goddamn Jets last week for me. <laughs> really, it was more the, more the, the damn Titans. Screw the but, Jets. Uh, Screw the Jets. But uh, yeah, yeah, that that's actually decent decent content for for the Bills podcast. But uh, yeah, usually I don't usually I don't want to take take the Bills. You know, I'm always I'm always a wuss about it. But I, this one's tempting. I mean, there's there's so many things there's so many things going right right now for the Bills and. Again, that confidence that their defense is playing with is really tempting that they're, they're going to do just enough. I mean, I'm still com- more comfortable with the over. You know, we're, we're, we're thinking one or the other. But I, if, I, if I'm betting like a single game, I, I, I'd, I'd hate to have like a, 
a five-team parlay come down to the Bills and betting the money line on them or something. But hey, if you're if you're just having fun with that, I think that you have good reason to be confident that the Bills can can win this game because, like you said, you get like three points for being the home team. Basically, it's other than at a neutral site, this is a toss-up. This game and yeah, yeah, it's a pick them and it's it's and the Bills are are, are the red hot team right now. The red hot team. And what more can you say? I'm not going to overthink this one, Nick. I'm just going to make those bets. And uh, hey, it's going to be fun, man. Almost as fun as last Sunday night. Bills Chiefs. It doesn't get much better than that either. That's this is one of the games of the season. Looking forward to it. And I think we'll learn a lot about the Buffalo Bills, right? I mean, if they win this game, forget it. The underdog label, Sean McDermott. Bills Mafia, no, you're going to have to retire that thing. No longer the underdogs if you beat the Kansas City Chiefs. You'll be on top of every ranking, every uh, every power ranking, and you'll be the team with the bullseye on you for the rest of the season. Oh, without it. I mean, how, how can you argue that? I mean, if they're – you can't argue that, folks. If the Bills win this game, they are no longer going to be an underdog, I don't think, at any point this year. Uh, you know, actually – I bite my tongue. They do play the Buccaneers on the road. I'm pretty sure. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah. yeah, that might be the they, only they might other be one. A two and a half point underdog in that one too. You know? Uh, yeah, truthfully, yeah, yeah. We'll see how the rest of the season goes. Of course, that's later in the year. But uh, yeah, this. Hey, I, I, I don't know what I'm going to wager yet. I never make my decision until Sunday morning. You know, that's that's you know that's that's my mo. I'm usually texting texting uh, my bets in at like noon or something like yep. that. Like because yep. I can't decide. You know, because yep. I'm. Yep. I'm betting a million dollars, aka twenty dollars, on a parlay, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, yeah, so we'll see. But I mean, hey, the bill, a lot of confidence in the Bills, and especially that over. You're right, Ryan. Fireworks, and we're going to be talking about some fireworks uh, next week. I hope. One hundred percent. Everybody enjoy the game. Doesn't get much better than that. And we will talk to you all next time. This USA Today Sports Podcast has been presented by USA Today's Sports Media Group and is available in your favorite podcast store. Make sure to subscribe for weekly updates, the latest fantasy picks from Corey Bonini, and the Huddle Podcast, Inside the Weekly Line, with Sportsbook Wire's Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren, and the Bet Slippin' Podcast. We'll see you again next week.